Hello, God lovers. I'm here with Ivana Baranova. Um, she's a writer and editor, teacher and artist currently living in Los Angeles, and she's the creative communications coordinator of The Poetry Project and the author of Continuum and Confirmation Bias. <laughs> um, welcome to the Godcast. Thank you. So good to be here. <laughs> Yes, I'm so happy to see you. Um, we only met once in person prior to this, I think. That's true. We last time you were in New York? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, one of the last times I was here. It might have been, I don't know if it was a year ago, but a little a little less than a year ago. Yeah, I think it was winter. It might have been right around this time of oh. year, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> Our anniversary. Yeah, and we went to 9-11, the 9-11 <laughs> memorial. And then that mall, what was that? The Oculus. The Oculus. Yeah. You love the Oculus. We love (laughs) malls. I love malls. Um, So you prepared something to read for the opening prayer. I did. Yeah. It's prayer adjacent. Adjacent. It's the first... um, Adjacent. It's the first... It's the first poem from my recent collection, Continuum. Okay. I invite you to close your eyes if you want. Okay. We'll, We'll make it a prayer. Okay. Echo repeating... Presence is the first form of devotion. How else to litigate the breadth of what adores you? Telepathy revives our asylum, reveals whose turn it is to be the wonder of the other. In this tiny electronic mess, I get to be only a racing heart when the rest forfeits movement. All night I dream us blessed. It renders my worship the highest biological assembly, a cool, militant echo, repeating. Yes. Snap, snap. Thank you. (laughs) That sounded so good when you read it. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) It's different when the author reads, I guess. That's the first poem in your poetry book, Continuum. It's the first one, yeah. I did highlight something from that one because obviously it was it has to do with spirituality a bit. And the first line, presence is the first form of devotion, that struck me. And it made me think like, be present, idiot. <laughs> like you know, like right. be more present. Yeah, it's this reminder. It's kind of I think I was inspired by Simone Vey has this line. It's something like attention is the rarest form or attention is the purest form of generosity. Of love, maybe. Of love. Something like this. Attention. I was going to make a t-shirt out of that one, actually. Because it's really good. Yeah. Attention is the purest form of prayer or something Something like that. Something like this. Yeah. And yeah, that I definitely felt that in that, actually. And then the first form of devotion. Yeah. Like how presence is related to attention in a way. Right. Because attention kind of suggests attending to the present. <laughs> right. It's like a byproduct or something. Of presence. Yeah. When I'm present, yeah. I'm able to pay attention or maybe I am paying attention. Yeah. I don't know. Or to be present with, I guess, is like attention. Right. Present with. I love that. Yeah. yeah kind of collaborating with the present moment or something. Yeah. Because a lot of things are present. Right. Or an I am present what am I present to? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, then there's agency there too. <laughs> yeah. Getting to choose, like, of all the thoughts available to me right now or of all the things calling for my attention or that could distract me or pull my focus, what is it that I'm 
what's holding me. Yeah. Yeah. And devotion, the first form of devotion. Devotion is related to religion and spirituality. Completely. (laughs) So there's a lot in your work and we can get to some more of the poems. And I've noticed there were like words like grace in the poetry and also like chakras and stuff. So there's like new age stuff, but like religious stuff. And um, I was curious about your religious and spiritual orientation and if you had an upbringing at all that how your upbringing oriented you, I guess, towards those things. Yeah, it's a good question. My friend actually pointed out recently, he was like, whoa, there's a lot of Judeo-Christian language in the collection, which I guess I'd realized on some level, but I wasn't so aware of it so explicitly. And I guess those things just kind of work their way in. I mean, I was raised Catholic. Okay. We share this, don't we? Right. Yes, I was raised Catholic. Um, I mean, my parents, you know, my dad and Roman, like Roman Catholic, my dad's parents were uh, refugees from Eastern Europe. And so they brought that Catholic tradition with them to Canada where he grew up. And then my mom is from Guatemala and, you know, Latin American culture is so imbued with with Catholicism. And so they raised my sister and me Catholic. And I went to Catholic school till I think fifth grade. And Mm. then I went to public school after that. But those years were enough to really (laughs) set the stage, I guess, (laughs) for my subconscious and my poetic instinct being, you know. Definitely. I mean, I went to Catholic school until second grade and then asked to switch to public school. And it's not that my dad was Catholic. It was my mom's family, I guess. And my dad kind of joined my mom's family. And my mom just thought going to the Catholic school would be a better education, I think, because it was mm. private, I right. think. And she was like, well, I'd rather... I think it was like... I don't know if my mom is actually truly a believer in Catholicism, but she still sent me to Catholic school. Like, what is with that? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I, why not? I mean, you have to go to like church during school when you're a little kid. Right. And it's funny because I'm like, why not? I can think of many reasons. And- <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) And also, but I mean, no, sometimes the logic is like that. It makes sense contextually because of the community you're in and the options or it's what you know, or you think, oh, maybe faith-based upbringing is a good idea for whatever reason, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So you, did you decide to switch to public school? Actually, no, I didn't want to go because I think it was mostly because I loved my friend so much. And at that age, that's Mm. so important. And Mm -hmm. I, I think... I struggled with big changes when I was a kid, and but my sister had really wanted to go to public school. She even actually made a PowerPoint presentation to convince my parents at one point. So she really went all the way with that. And so after she was there, my parents were like, you know, it'll be good for them to be together and things like Easier, this. Easier maybe even for them. Easier for them too, yeah. probably. Hmm, didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> your sister's your elder? She, yeah, she's two and a half years older than me. Okay. And so she, she's the one who made the presentation to be oh, like, Oh yeah, I'm she did. I kind of was like that. I was like, I want to go to public school. Like I felt, I don't know why. I don't know if it would have been different if I started in public school, but I'm like, was always like basically socially autistic and weird from a really young age so I was having trouble I think in Catholic school like I didn't have that many friends there were only like 30 kids in your grade and you like you do every grade with them to like seventh grade right and I I I don't know what I was thinking like why I wanted I guess I was just stressed out yeah I was traumatizing a little bit but 
not due to the Catholic part, really. Right. Yeah, just other the social reasons, part. social yeah, stuff. Social yeah, social stuff. I never really, I should go to like therapy and actually think about it. I've never really thought about it. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. And then did you just, did you still continue going to church with your family? Do you get confirmed Catholic and everything? I guess we did continue going, but maybe more sporadically because at a certain point, my sister and I were like, you know, rejected it and did the whole thing. But, (laughs) and so I didn't get confirmed, but then I think several years ago when I started to re-engage with spirituality more deeply and mm. aspects of Catholicism, I thought, why didn't I get confirmed? Uh, yeah. And now I'm like, should I get confirmed? No, but it would be more as like a joke <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or just a fun thing. I'm like, what's that all about? It's like but, follow through. Right. Follow through, which is something I'm working on. Mm. So. <laughs> and then your parents, do they still consider themselves Catholic since they were kind of just brought up that way they never really turned away from it at all they just go to church on christmas and easter or well they do and they don't consider themselves catholic and this is something i actually really admire about them is Mm. that they go to church occasionally and i think they do to some extent identify as catholic but each of them has always been really engaged in other forms of spirituality like throughout their lives like my mom was studying gnosticism in the 80s and Kabbalah and my dad as well. And this is something they kind of bonded over when they met and they oh. go to Baha'i and chanting circle. I mean, they're they'll, <laughs> they're like, it. yeah, they'll take anything at face value, right? They'll, mm. they'll be like, huh, what's that all about? Why don't I try that? You yeah. Know? My, my mom's like that too, weirdly. It's a quality I love in people. Yeah, I like Open-mindedness, it right? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I'm interested in Kabbalah, for sure, and chanting, 100% chanting. Right. Actually, I heard in a podcast, I think it was with Gabby Saiswoon, you said, what is it? Singing is oh, praying like, twice. Singing is praying twice. Yeah, it chanting, really is. singing, yeah. It's like speech times 10 somehow, because, like, adding like musicality to it like not that regular speech doesn't have musicality but like intentionally musicifying speech brings more intention to it somehow it brings a layer of meaning like pitches have meaning tones and the relationship between tones have meaning and we it just is that way somehow and so like adding that to speech is like double intention almost if you think of it that way double prayer in a way yeah i totally like, if agree. all speech is prayer i kind of would say yes then like sung speech is like really takes it there it's very powerful music obviously is like so powerful somehow like it really captures people Chanting is even a little different i think because it's like the repetition of it creates territory or holding pattern in which like you can it opens space up in a different way than a song would even because the repetitiveness is like the trance part to it i think is really really interesting (laughs) right it's incantatory yes like incantation yes and like before i had this podcast i had an aaron carter podcast like in 2015 and we would chant his tweets at the end of every episode (laughs) Kyle, I love you so much. Yeah. And like, I think of that when I think of chanting and like how we did that chant. I had like a chanting practice in that. And that was like, I don't know, crazy. It felt felt crazy to chant his tweets, but it helped us embody his mind kind of and to understand him in a way. And so, yeah, chanting. Yeah, that's that's the stuff. I 
need to join a choir or a music group really bad, actually. I feel that I'm suffering, actually, without that. That reminds me. <laughs> reminds me of suffering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, reminds me of suffering. <laughs> so real. Right. As if I need a reminder. Um, and that's the end of the free part of our episode. If you want to listen to the full thing, there's a full hour on our Patreon at patreon.com slash I need God. You sign up there, pay the price, and you unlock all the full episodes that we have. Thank you for listening to the free version, and I hope to see you in the Patreon or not. It's totally fine if not. Um, Make sure to rate us five stars and leave a review on your podcast app, because I've never asked anyone to do that before, and I'm just realizing now that that's something people do. So yeah, give it five stars if you can. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next time.